This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, August 10th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The market share for for for-profit higher education is growing. As such, established constituencies, universities, and community colleges have felt the pinch. For Neil McCluskey, Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom, the question should be, why should anyone care that a school is for-profit or non-profit? A lot of people, at least in Washington, seem to care whether or not a college or university runs for profit. And a lot of people, at least in Washington, seem to have a presumption that if you're running for profit, you are a bad institution educationally, and you're probably trying to rip off both taxpayers and the students you're supposedly educating. Who is leading this charge? Right now, the charge is being taken up again, in Washington, in government, by Senator Tom Harkin, who's the chair of the uh, Senate Health, Education, Labors, and Pensions Committee. Um, but others have taken it up. George Miller, uh, the, Republic, or the, the representative, Democrat representative from California, is the House counterpart to Harkin, and he is very uh, concerned, shall we say, about for-profit schools. But also driving this, and I think that it, it's something that hasn't really been talked about, are, of course, not-for-profit schools, public, especially community colleges, but also four-year institutions, private, non-profit schools that are very concerned that they're having to compete with for-profit institutions that are taking bigger and bigger parts of or shares of the market. What evidence is there that these for-profit schools are eating up market share uh, that otherwise would go to these uh, public schools. Well, you can see in the last 10 or 15 years, the increase in the percentage of students attending uh, for-profit schools has gone from somewhere in the neighborhood of about 4% of students to about 15% today. Um, and it, so it's been pretty uh, quick growth. And a lot of people uh, have been lauding, or some people who follow higher ed finance and higher education generally, have actually lauded for-profit schools for being such a successful business model where they're pared down, they don't offer fancy recreation facilities and all the other you know, the bells and whistles that go with traditional schools. And they give students what appears to be very, very fast and efficient education to give them the skills they want. So I think people have seen the, the market share in terms of the percentage of enrollment, as well as the business success of these schools. And they said, something must be amiss here. Say what you will about like large universities, but community colleges have been, I would say, more responsive to the needs of communities in terms of providing some education that would actually be useful to people and also a, a launching pad for uh, university education. What is their role here? Well, here's where you get, start to get into the really interesting information here, or the interesting data. Try to get to the truth. So the argument against for-profit schools has typically been driven by finding a few examples of bad actors and saying for-profit schools are just overall bad, extrapolating, but also saying, well, you have higher um, loan default rates among students who go to for-profit schools. You have more expensive or, or the costs are greater to the student, although much of that comes to federal aid, so also the taxpayer through student aid. And people said, look, look at how expensive this is and how relatively unsuccessful students are in for-profit schools. Whereas a community college is much less expensive. But that's not really true. And now is where we really get into the truth of the matter. 
to the student of public or community colleges is expensive because most of the subsidies for that school go right to the school and local taxes and state taxes. And so the education, once you factor all that in on a per-pupil basis, isn't much cheaper at a community college than a for-profit school. And community college are plagued by very similar low graduation rates, um, very poor completion of lots of different programs that people um, enter. But they've been sort of insulated from any real critique because they're public and because their tuition bills aren't very high. And this is the problem. If we're going to go after, if people on Capitol Hill are going to go after higher education, there is rampant waste and inefficiency and abuse throughout the system. But it's so much easier to go after the for-profit schools because the presumption is if you're going to get a profit, you don't care about the students. You'll just exploit everybody. You'll just take everyone's money without providing an education. And the fact of the matter is when you really get into the data, all of higher education is sucking taxpayers dry and offering lots of promises that they can't follow through on for students everywhere. Then if the information problem here from the public's perspective is dollars are going to the school, which makes the bill appear smaller at a community college, isn't that just an argument for not subsidizing schools at all and instead subsidizing the students? Well, it's actually it's certainly better to subsidize students. So at least if you attach the money to the students, there's transparency about what the schools are actually costing to provide an education on a per-pupil basis. It's very hard to tease out the numbers right now. In fact, you go to the Department of Ed- U.S. Department of Education, they'll tell you, well, you can try and use our numbers, but there's been lots of squirrely accounting and schools don't all call things the same thing. So it's very hard to isolate those numbers. It would be better if the money were attached to students and we weren't subsidizing schools. But we do attach large amounts of money to students through primarily the federal government does it through Pell Grants and and student loans and tax credit programs and things like that. And it's those programs that are driving up the astronomical price of college, tuition and fees and things like that. Because if somebody's going to give you more and more money to pay for college, then colleges can continue to raise their prices with impunity because it becomes no less, exp- no more expensive to the consumer. It's the taxpayer that eats the price. And that's the problem in for-profit higher education, not-for-profit private education, and in public education. But you compound the problem in public schools because you've also got subsidies going right to the school. And so nobody knows what the actual cost is. Is this an attempt then to... Uh, cut for-profit schools out of the subsidy mix? Ultimately, the goal is, at at very least the immediate goal, is to make for-profit schools less competitive than they are. So what this is all being leading to is first proposals from the Obama administration to change regulations of for-profit schools that would make it basically harder for them to qualify to get federal aid within the current um, legislative structure. And now, just a few days ago, Senator Harkin said, what we've been learning about for-profit schools has made it clear to us we need to change legislation so it's much harder for the quote-unquote bad for-profit schools to operate. So there haven't been any concrete proposals, but what is likely coming down the pike will be something that will make it much harder for you to operate for-profit and provide higher education for kids. I think the big takeaway here is the fundamental problem 
is not for-profit higher education. It's how we fund higher education across the board. So it's certainly true that for-profit seem to be providing a model of much greater efficiency, at least, in how you run higher ed, that people will consume it without all these add-ons, the, you know, the, the, the record height climbing walls and, and the, the water parks and all this other stuff that schools have. You don't need any of that to educate people. And if you're given the choice, people will choose something that's stripped down and much more efficient. But the reality is, there's still lots of inefficiency in for-profit higher education. There probably are people who are trying to get as much tax dollar payer money as they can by exploiting the rules and regulations as they exist. But the what we should be trying to do in public policy is not address a symptom by going after whoever you can you can make the least popular, in this case, for-profit schools. And we should go to the root of the problem, which is the government funding. The problem, of course, is politicians would much prefer to scapegoat for, for anybody trying to make a dollar and being honest about it than ever do the honest job of saying, we are going to cut the subsidies, which we know just drive ridiculous inflation that ultimately doesn't make anyone better off except for the people who work at the colleges and universities. We're going to get rid of those things and do what's right. That's very hard to do. And very few people have the, you know, work to get a profile and courage by doing that. It's much easier to scapegoat. And unfortunately, that's all I think we should be expecting right now from people in Congress until you know, we can educate the public that for-profit schools are no better and no worse in terms of their motivation than any other part of higher ed. Neil McCluskey is Associate Director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom and author of the book Feds in the Classroom, available at cato.org.